Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to this podcast on the book of Genesis. This discussion is going to be regarding Genesis chapter 7. My name is Brad Constantine, and welcome back. Um, As we get into this, uh, be thinking about uh, the flood here that we're going to talk about of of Noah. And the question is, did the uh, the flood actually go completely over everything on the earth? Did it completely cover the earth? So we'll talk about that as we get into this. All right, chapter 7, verse 1. Also, I want you to be thinking about, and you'll notice here how many different kinds of animals are being put onto the ark. All right, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee only have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, meaning seven pairs of clean animals, the male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two the male and his female. So the clean beasts, or those that were that they could eat, were by seven pairs, and those that were not edible kind of animals, just two of them, two of each kind. Verse 3, of fowls also of the air by sevens, <clears throat> the male and his female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the floods, flood of waters was upon the earth. So remember that he was only four hundred and eighty, only four hundred and eighty years old when he started to build the ark. So there's been a hundred and twenty years in preparing and in, in calling the people to repentance also. Verse 7, And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, into the ark because of the waters of the flood. So you wonder if uh, how many people there were on the earth at the time. We don't know. <clears throat> but during this first, this is Elder McConkie, during the first 2200 years or so of the earth's history, that is from the fall of Adam to the ministry of Melchizedek, it was, it was a not uncommon occurrence for faithful members of the church to be translated and taken into the heavenly realms without tasting death. Since that time, there have been occasional special instances of translation, instances in which a special work of the ministry required it. Methuselah, the son of Enoch, was not translated with Enoch City, that the covenants of the Lord might be fulfilled, which he made to Enoch, for he truly covenanted with Enoch, that Noah should be of the fruit of his loins. But during the nearly 700 years from the translation of Enoch to the flood of Noah, it would appear that nearly all of the faithful members of the church were translated. For the Holy Ghost fell on many, and they were caught up by the powers of, the, of heaven into Zion. And that's from Moses 7:27. So if there were righteous people on earth, then they got translated before the flood happened. Verse 8, of clean beasts and of beasts that were not clean, and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth, there went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. 
in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month and 17th day of the month, the seven day or the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up or burst open <clears throat> and the windows of heaven were open. The flood probably began around the middle or end of November. This would have given Noah and his family time to harvest crops before going into the ark. Verse 12, And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Verse 14, They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. Did you notice that they're mentioning every kind? So I think the, the birds of every kind here, after his kind. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it, it was lifted up above the earth, or it rose high above the ground. Now remember that the ark was not a boat, it was just a big storage building, basically, to house all the animals and all the food that they have. So it was just a big storage warehouse type of thing. So it didn't need to have rudders or sails or or anything like that. It was just going to be kind of a rectangular, big, giant rectangular box to put all the people and the stuff in and the animals. <clears throat> and the waters prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And then notice this in 19. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the face of the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. And so how much was it covered? Next verse, 15 cubits and upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. So it says here that 15 cubits, or about 22 and a half feet upwards, did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. That is, the earth was immersed. It was a period of baptism, said John Taylor. The earth in its present condition and situation is not a fit habitation for the sanctified, but it abides the law of its creation, has been baptized with water, will be baptized by fire, and the Holy Ghost, and by and by will be prepared for the faithful to dwell upon. And that was from Brigham Young. Talking about then the, uh, the fact that it, it went above the mountains even. Uh, the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. No man is able to explain just what the Lord meant by the opening of the windows of heaven. Was water brought for the occasion from some other place above the earth? We do not know, but the true believer in the scriptures, having faith in the word of the Lord, has no doubt that sufficient water was supplied. It is an interesting study, nevertheless, considering just the condition that exists with, with the amount of water in the oceans, lakes, and in the atmosphere. We receive the information from government sources gathered by specific or by scientific investigation of the following interesting facts. The land area of the earth is 57,510,000 square miles. The water area is 139,440,000 square miles. Circumference at the equator is 24,902 miles. The figure given for the height of Mount Everest is 29,002 feet. To make the problem simple, we, we will say that Mount Everest is six miles high and that the circumference of the earth is 25,000 miles at the equator. This would make Mount Everest six out of 25,000, six 25,000 of the earth's surface rising into the air. Charles Babbage, the English scientist, said the highest ranges of mountains 
we have are relative to the circumference of the Earth's crust infinitely smaller than the puckers on an orange skin. With nearly two and a half times more water than land, I am sure the Lord with his infinite power could manipulate this immense amount of water to cover the Earth. The ocean has an average depth of 13,000 feet and the average height of the land is only about 2,300 feet. The ocean varies in depth from 300 to 400 to about 31,000 feet, so it is about 5.6 times as deep as the average land is high and the ocean area is far more than two times that of a land. Then again, we have learned that the mountains were not as high in the days of Noah as they are now. There were great changes that came to the surface of the earth during the flood. We know from the dynamic force of water, a flood of such proportions could not occur without making great changes in the surface of the earth. This the evolutionist does not take into account. Moreover, other great changes came in the day of Peleg when the earth was divided, and that's Genesis chapter 10, verse 25, which we haven't read yet. This was the surface of the earth, not the division in relation to the, to the habitations of the people. One fact easily overlooked in the Lord's instruction to Noah is as follows. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. A deluge such as that described in the Bible, it must be admitted, would have made, would have made great changes in the earth. A small flood can create enormous damage, such as we occasionally have in parts of Utah. Then to think of the terrific force of the flood that would cover the earth, we must conclude that the entire face of the earth was changed so that many of the great geological conditions ascribed by geologists to a time millions of years ago could have taken place suddenly, and evidently did. We know from the record in the Book of Mormon that at the crucifixion of our Lord, the whole face of the land on the western hemisphere was altered. Mountains arose, others sank, and they were broken into faults and crags by the great earthquakes wherein they were smooth before, and this was not millions, uh, and they were broken into faults and crags by the great earthquake, wherein they were smooth before, and this was not millions of years ago. Another thing should be considered, there is definite evidence that at one time, and I am convinced it was in antediluvian days, since the time of Adam, the climate of the earth was just as Elder Parley P. Pratt and President John Taylor have described it. Evidence is found in the Arctic that tropical or semi-tropical plants grew there in abundance. The frozen animals spoken of by Sir Henry Howorth were frozen at the time of the flood when the climatic conditions of the earth were changed. The time is drawing near when this primitive condition will be restored again. In the restitution of all things, it has to be. In this dispensation, <clears throat> we are promised by revelation coming from the prophets since the world began that there is to be a restoration of the earth to its primitive condition when the promised millennium shall come. We are led to believe then that in the beginning the mountains were not as high as they are now. For the prophecies declare that in the day every valley shall be exalted and every mountain shall, and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. When the valleys are exalted, it will be the natural result of the mountains being debased or made low. In this way, the earth will be restored to its primitive condition. We are taught in the Doctrine and Covenants, section 133, verse 24, that the great deep in this day of restoration will be driven back to the north, and the land of Jerusalem and the land of Zion shall be turned back into their own place and the earth shall be like it was in the days before it was divided. There are several passages of prophecy in the Bible where the Lord speaking through his prophets and having reference to the restoration of all things declared that the mountains will be lowered 
and the valleys raised when the Lord comes. So we know that the, the mountains were not as high as they were during Noah's time, and so it was, wasn't that difficult for the Lord to completely cover or submerge the entire earth at the flood. Back to 21. And all flesh died that moved upon the face of the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man or the whole of mankind. Now, the question might be asked, was the flood an act of mercy? John Taylor said, this people were not only very wicked themselves, but having the power to propagate their species, they transmitted their unrighteous natures and desires to their children and brought them up to indulge in their own wicked practices. And the spirits that dwelt in the eternal worlds knew this, and they knew very well that to be born of such parentage would, would entail upon themselves an infinite amount of trouble, misery, and sin. Is it right that a just God should sweep off so many people? Is that in, in accordance with mercy? Yes, it was just to those spirits that had not received their bodies, and it was just and merciful, too, to those people guilty of the iniquity. Why? Because by taking away their earthly existence, he prevented them from entailing their sins upon their posterity and degenerating them, and also prevented them from committing further acts of wickedness. So the act of the flood in, in killing all those people was actually an act of mercy. Verse 22, all in whose nostrils the Lord hath breathed the breath of life of all that were on the dry land died, and every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the air, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained, and they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. And that's the end of chapter 7. I bear testimony of the truthfulness of these things, that, the, that Noah's flood actually happened, and that it covered the entire earth, and it was like a baptism of the earth. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like this, share it, please. See you next time. Bye.